Hello and welcome to Two Old Guys on the Back Porch. I am Steve Scotch, and we have the lovely and talented cat that's C-A-T, strutting the runway. Cat, what's cooking? Hey, how y'all doing? We can be found on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all your premier podcast platforms. Please hit that subscribe button so we can drop you a little Two Old Guys every Thursday. We also can be found at Facebook and Instagram. Our two small towns we are shouting out this week. One is Richmond, Kentucky, <sighs> named after Richmond, Virginia. Has two state parks, uh, Whitehall Historic Site and Fort Boonesboro, the second largest Civil War battlefield. Richmond is a town that history truly runs, does come alive. You could say that about our Richmond also, couldn't you, babe? Yes. Uh, our second town is Okeechum, Oklahoma birthplace of folk music legend Woody Guthrie. Woody. Okay, in the Kickapoo language, Okeka means things up high, such as a highly placed person or town on a high ground. Giving y'all a big round of applause. I like high. High's good. Of course, alcohol is our favorite lubricant. And today... I don't know if I mentioned this one before. It's it's the Switchback Ale. Did I bring that up before? Uh, Switchback Brewery. Employee owned and operated up in Burlington, Vermont. Switchback Ale. I like it. It's a good brew. A little expensive. Uh, it's like 12 or 13 bones for a six-pack, which is a little above my raisin. But I like it. Kat, what you got? I am trying a new drink for me. I, you know what? I love gin. And I've got a gin ruby here tonight. Gin a little ruby. gin and grapefruit concoction. Looks good in the glass like you, baby. Thanks, doll. All right, today we're going to discuss the ongoing effects from the pandemic. At least what we see going on out here. And if it's going on out here, I assume it's going on everywhere. Now, part of my job is I have to deal with insurance companies, workers' comp companies, Department of Motor Vehicles, and many other companies. And what I still notice going on is people still have not returned to the office. And evidently, they're not coming back to the office. So, I mean, I call these big companies. Of course, you've got to push one, push two, you know, and hopefully somebody will answer the phone. But usually... When they answer, I, I don't know, what, what do you call these things? Call centers? What right. do they call? They're right. outsourced something to right. pick up the phone for these companies. So they take the call, I guess, for several different places. And, and then hopefully they transfer you to the person you need to speak to. And I still notice when I finally get to the representative for the company that I need to talk to, I can hear kids in the background the, the, the dogs barking the washing machines running i mean what are we like two years out of this thing now and people still yeah i like working from home i well, think i'm going to stay here there's a two-prong approach here okay number one not so much overhead you don't need that big impressive building there on the side of main street to run a business right. so therefore they don't have to 
order the rental space or whatever. Yeah, but I'm taking the other side of it. These companies want these people back in the office. That That's what I'm hearing. Well, okay? if, if they're... You know, production is good, and they're doing it at home, and everything works out. Right. Maybe they don't really need them there in the office. Yeah, I don't know. I look. If I could work from home, I, I wish I could do it. You know, but I know we're in construction. We I can't do that. I would not. You can't get, outsource. I mean, we were essential workers during the pandemic. You can't outsource the construction. I don't know. I, I wouldn't get half the work done. Right. I guarantee it. There's too many distractions too many around distractions. here. But I read this story about, again, big companies, like threatening their employees. I'm talking about Disney, Starbucks, to, to get your ass back in the office. You know, they're, they're threatening them. Well, but, you know, forget threatening them. Just fire their ass. But, but see, you just made a good point. It, it's easy to say that, right? Fire right, them, but fire them, but, but you can't you find anybody people. to replace them. No, you can't. If you've got and somebody you good at their job, them, where's the person? They you need to pay them enough to pay for childcare for those children that are over there in the corner that are ignoring, right? While they're answering your service call. I don't know. I here's here's another thing. At least out here, there's still a massive amounts of restaurants stores businesses begging for people to come to work i mean here's my where did all the young people go it seems like they've disappeared well, i don't know how do they make their money found those jobs where they sit at home on the computer all day i mean we we go to kohl's targets lowe's home depot just like y'all do you know and they're mainly staffed now by senior citizens you've seen it Hell, we went to our favorite sports bar out here called Glory Days. And I'm just looking down at the menu, and I hear like this old gravelly voice go, Hello, can I take your order? And I look up, and the waitress is like 65 years old. <laughs> and and the, the reason I mention it, me and the wife, we've been in this place a hundred times, and it's always been staff full of young wait staff. Right. You know, the ones that go to the high school down the road, you know, work weekends and after school. And now, you know, they've got to hire the elderly or anybody who will come in there just to keep the thing going. And look, I'm not dogging the old people coming out of retirement and working. I think it's great. Well, you know, I mean. It's better for them mentally, congressman, physically. Congressman last week, you know, said, well, let's raise the minimum, the, uh, minimum age for retirement now because people just want to work so much not well, don't do that i'm getting close <laughs> no, don't go overboard i mean again i'm glad to see the elderly out there working i mean they need the money probably and the price of medicine oh the price of medicine expensive ridiculous. as hell um the price of everything you know, really with medicare you got your point part a part b part c you gotta you know and some of those other parts you need to be able to pay for Right. I mean, most senior citizens are like on a fixed budget every right. month anyway. So if they can get out there and, and hit the workforce, it's a win-win for everybody. I'm just questioning, where are the young cats? I don't see them out here working anywhere. And speaking of high prices, I don't know if this is true or not, but this inflation bullshit that's going on right now, I believe it is a long-term effect of the pandemic. And this is just 
just my theory. It might not be right. But, but look, remember when the stores had nothing on the shelves, okay? Nobody was going to work, producing anything. These big companies were taking big hits in the pocketbook. Oh, okay, yeah. their products are not on the shelf. Nobody's shipping them. Nobody's producing them. Nothing's going on. So now guess what? It's time for them to get that lost revenue back. Well, this I is just my theory. I mean, I hate to say this. I think it's greed. I well, think they're just like, oh, we, we lost all that money all those months ago. We're going to make it back now. That's what I'm saying. And see, when one big company raises their prices, monkey see, monkey, monkey do. do. Everybody's jacking it up. I mean, and they were screaming how much Thanksgiving was going to be. After know. Christmas, it doesn't seem no better. And again, you know, it, it, out here, I mean, it, it's like five or eight bucks for a freaking 12 eggs. A dozen eggs is eight bucks. A 12-pack of Pepsi is eight bucks. I mean, it's it's really freaking out of control. When I go to the grocery store, I always meal plan and write out exactly what I need and nothing more. There isn't, oh, let me grab those Oreos. Let me grab that. Oh, let me get some pineapple. Every time we go to the grocery store, it's 90 or 100 bucks. Oh, yeah. And we got like three bags. And I believe it's, it's just long-term effects of that virus. And here's another, another thing that took a beating. And, it, and it's not done yet, and that's the restaurants. They're still dropping out here like flies, and it's not looking good. I, I know we did a podcast way back slamming some of the horrible restaurants we have out here, but pretty soon we, we really won't have any that many left to slam. I mean, the first time in our lives we actually walked out of a restaurant, basically because <laughs> we were getting. Time, it was brutal. It was brutal. And we just were, were not getting service. I mean, we had been there 45 minutes, and we had gotten, what, a bowl of soup and a salad? It was brutal. But anyway, it, again, these restaurants, some of them, it's just taking longer right. for them to realize this is not profitable. We got to go. And getting back to, you know, where are the young pe people at trying to find a job? Who, who the hell wants to wait tables anymore? Okay, I mean, that, that's one problem the restaurants have is just staffing the thing. Hell, I had a couple dudes from work go to Buffalo Wild Wings for lunch. I'm sure you know what a Buffalo Wild Wings is. And the door was locked on like a Wednesday at lunch. <laughs> they just, because like nobody showed up. They didn't know. have the enough Buffalo people. Buffalo Wild Wings around here is usually your, your first time waiter job. That yeah. is Buffalo Wild Wings. And I just, I don't think they have enough people to work. The place is not closed down. No. It's just, they sit there Selection and wait and see how many people show up. Right. You know, the other, you know, again, the price of everything is driving these restaurant owners out of business. I mean, if they have to pay more for their food that they're preparing, right. the extra cost is going to get passed on to their patrons. And then, you know, your regulars come in there and, and they go, why is everything higher? Why am I paying $25 for a chicken breast and some scalloped potatoes? And the regulars, they stop coming back. They don't oh, yeah. have that money. And so, you know, the restaurant guy's losing money every month, and finally he just has to close. And, and the sad thing is some of these places, you know, they serve quality food. Oh, yeah. The service is good. And that's what I hate to see is these honest people out here cooking good meals 
and they're having to close the doors and it is happening and again to zero in on the wait staff position you know restaurant owners again they're having trouble finding anyone these days willing to take that abuse unless you're like serving at a four-star five-star restaurant for some renowned chef you know where you're sitting there making 50 bucks a table right that that's no no problem i'm talking about these little crappy uh chain restaurants out here it, and nobody wants to work there it, having to deal with the public is uh that's no picnic um, for some You've reason, got so many Karens and Kevins I mean, no, being, out there just waiting to find something wrong. Why is being I, polite? I, what, what we love is when we'll we'll sit there and, and like, and you can tell when the person's not really, you know, right. Let's just say that when they they you've showed them the table, I'm like, oh no 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 no, we want that one all the way over there where there's not a waiter or wait staff working that part of the restaurant. Just here. Put yourself in the shoes of just say a doe-eyed 18-year-old who wants to pull a couple shifts during the week, hit the weekends after school, whatever, and just help, you know, buy books for school, put some gas in the car. You know, she she graduated from high school. She's going to go to the community college. Right. Dad couldn't afford the university or whatever. So she's going to go out and try to help. And then totally naive and has no clue so let's just say she takes a gig at the olive garden now if you don't know what the og is look up post malone on youtube he loves the olive garden it's pretty funny he can introduce you to the olive garden better than i can but but just say she's there about the third table she's got to wait on and here comes these three chicks, you know, working the office down the road. So they sit down. She walks over. She's like, how hard could this be, right? You right. just ask people what they want, bring them some drinks and some food, get a tip, move on to the next one. It, it can't be that bad. Well, then she finds out the opposite, right? So she goes over, asks what well, they want to drink, and they all go water. Nice. No, nothing wrong with water. It's better than a, a glass of syrup i prefer the syrup and the sugar i like coke and pepsi people like water no big deal i like ginger but there's a red flag there because already you can tell these chicks ain't going to spend a dollar okay and they want a lemon slice and a lime slice or whatever so she comes back with the water ask them what they want to eat well guess what they drop um we're just going to do the soup salad and breadsticks okay now this happens in the og every single day Red flags up again. These chicks ain't in there to spend nothing. Absolutely nothing. Okay. So, so she's already calculating that tip. She and, and, and so I think it's like 11 bucks for right. that little trip. Well, then magically, before they go, they want more breadsticks. And they want more of this. They want more of that. And she's running back and forth, running back and forth. All right. It's time for them to get back to the office. So time to pay up. Well, then they go, well, we want three separate checks. So then she's got to go back over to the little kiosk thing, the little tablet, and type all that shit in. What is that, get, a $2 tip and that, Exactly. She, she waits on these heifers for like an hour who bought absolutely nothing, 
and except have some soup and some crappy uh, yes. salad. That salad probably sucks. Probably got half a half a loaf of bread. And then and then humped a bunch of shit out of there. One boxes and whatever when they leave, and each one and she got six bucks. Right. Okay. Later on, another table down the road. Doe-eyed eighteen-year-old. She didn't know she was in for this, but this is the way it's going. That you mentioned a little while ago. The complainers they come in. Oh Lord! As soon as they sit down. Uh, the tea ain't got enough sugar in it. I wanted extra cheese on my freaking spaghetti. Get the manager over here. All that bullshit. And this little girl standing there like all she wanted to do was make a few extra bucks to buy some books for school. And now she's in the middle of this shit show. Again, it's, it's it, who wants the abuse? I just, uh, like I said, the, the servers in restaurants, I wish you luck. Um, nobody wants to do it. Nobody, that, that gig is up. It is up. I mean, me and Kat have noticed out here that these restaurants, I don't want to call them restaurants, we'll call them eating establishments, where you do all the work, okay? That's the way the business model is going. Am I right with these restaurants and what, that show and up? And then there's a big bucket over there where you got to figure out your tip. For the non-service, you walk for in, them to bring over their not your notch your notches that are wrong. Number one, and a couple of tacos. It, yes, we're talking it, about you, Rusty. And it's and it's forty dollars for two chicken sandos, two fries, and two drinks at these places, and you do all the work. You right. know, it, it's it's really gotten ridiculous. But that's the way it's See, going the, because the they, point of my going out is I cook the whole rest of the week. That's okay, right. I just want two meals a week that I didn't have to physically plan, shop for, and cook. I I know. And we have places out there where we can be served. It's not that bad, but it's it's really, you can see it changing. Can right. you not? It, right. It's going that way of you do everything and because we don't have anybody to work here. They don't have to put anybody in the front of the house. All they need is somebody back there cooking and somebody hollering out your name to come get it. But while we were on the Olive Garden, I want to back up on that a little bit. Chad mentioned it. We've been in that place. Old people going, the blue hairs love it. We don't make no plans. We get in the car and ride, and wherever the car goes, that's where we go. We've been in the Olive Garden probably five or six times in our entire life. But we tripped in there the other day. And it was a disaster. I mean, the whole thing was a disaster. Olive Garden, here's, here's a little... I should be a restaurant consultant. Yikes. When you walk in this place, why is everything beige? The carpet's beige, the walls beige, the booths, ta- everything in there. It's like walking into a, like a crappy hotel room. You know what I mean? One of the ones that's got a number on it, Motel 6 or Hotel 8 or one of those shitholes. When you walk in a crappy hotel room, Everything is light brown. Am I right, Kat? Right. Well, that's what the OG... How about some yellows, some blues, some greens? OG, fix this dump up a little bit. Anyway, we're not going back in there. Um, we got completely dogged. We sat there forever and, we've, and we've got, never got our food. We're trying to get anti-corporate, <laughs> it was, it was like, anti-corporate dining because so far everything we've done that direction has been a shit show. I don't know. It's, again... The, the restaurant business is, it's really in serious, serious freaking trouble. I mean, we went in one of these places, I don't know if we mentioned it a while back, where uh, 
we were the only people in there. Hell, the lights weren't even on. I mean, we got restaurants out here where the, the bars closed, the bars open, whatever. And again, I think it's all the pandemic. It's just, right. it's changed things and they're not going to turn back. So I don't know. Um, the, look, the pandemic, it did a lot of damage. A lot of people lost loved ones. People lost jobs. I, I lost relative or right, two. Right. You've lost two relatives during the pandemic. It, like I said, it's it not, hit us know. very close to home. And again, I'm just I'm I'm saying businesses have not restaffed. The restaurant business is is a disaster. The young cats, I don't know where they're at. I don't know what they're doing. I have no idea. They're doing bitcoins. They they are not out here. They've not joined the workforce. They're not coming in. It. I don't know. Anyway, I. The good thing is people aren't getting sick now. I take. We have had a couple people at work that have tested positive, um, recently, but um, again, it's. Although it was everybody we've tested in this house has not had it, so thank, thank the Lord. Another situation. Another situation, a lingering effect of the pandemic is live music. We're going to uh, do a podcast about that down the road. Live music is, is having a hard time getting back on its feet. There's a lot of bands out there bitching and complaining. They can't make the money anymore. And uh, I, I don't know. Again, we hope for the best. That's all we can do. All right, let's roll right into one tough son of a bitch. Ooh, it's Nikolai Tesla. Tesla, you know where we're going. He was born in 1856 from Croatia. Inventor, engineer, made major contributions to electrical science. Nikolai Tesla. You know, he worked with Thomas Edison for a while. Right. But it was... It was like too many cooks in the kitchen. It was too many personalities. Um, Can't be had but too many geniuses yeah, there in New Jersey. Yeah, too smart dudes. They couldn't get along. Um, I guess his most significant contribution to the world was his invention of alternating current. Right. He's credited for the idea of the wireless internet and smartphones. Mm. He was a germaphobe. He had obsessive compulsive disorder. You should know something about that. I can't believe we weren't boys. Uh, had amazing memory. He was also, I do. Also, he was a germaphobe. You already said that. <laughs> okay. The other thing, he was born in the lightning storm. I wasn't. Oh, we were <laughs> we were clicking until the lightning storm. <laughs> um, you know, revolutionary technology that made transmitting elec- transmitting electricity over long distances much cheaper. He, right. it, dude. Look this guy up on Wiki. Do it. I mean, this dude's beyond brilliant. He was extremely smart. You know, and whether you like it or not, we're all going to be driving electric vehicles before it's over. It's going to happen. Sorry there, Wyoming. Um, I was looking at new trucks not too long ago and checking out what Toyota's got coming down the line, and they got some battery-powered trucks coming. I I don't have that cash to get one of those. You're gonna have to do something. But anyway, that's where I go. Me and the wifey, we we go out of here a couple days, uh, a couple times during the weekend. And there's Teslas. Remember, I counted like 15 the other day. Just went up to the liquor store and back. I mean, they're they're everywhere out here. Short pump is the town of Teslas. Yep, Nikolai Tesla. He uh, he obtained 300 patents. 
300. And that makes wow. him one tough son of a bitch. All right. Okay. This week we're doing what you're watching. And sometimes I'm watching things so you don't have to. Mm. Okay. <sighs> this one we watched. I'm saying 30 minutes was all we could take. Milf Manor. Would you was say? Milf Manor. Milf, like mothers who like the something manner? Mothers I want to F. Okay. Mothers I'd like to F. Okay. That's what you're checking. Anyway, it was on TLC. It came rated. after um, uh, 90 Day Fiance. You okay. take eight older ladies looking to find love with much younger men in a tropical location. There was no host. And then 20 minutes in, when they dropped the, the curtain and showed the boy toys that were available, they were their sons. And that's when we had to piece out of that. So I these mean, broads are like 60 years old. No, the 40s, 50s. 40s, 50s. And each one of their sons popped up who were like 20s. Right. That's a little filthy. That's disgusting. That's a whole Oedipus complex I don't want to be a part of. What, what was this on? This Robin? was on TLC. Oh, your, I don't your, know that channel. Your favorite channel of freaks. <laughs> no. If you want to find a freak channel, that is TLC. No, thanks. Anyway, the, there's no host. The, the chicks get a, like a text on their phone. Oh, the guys are here. And, you know, the, you're hopping up on the guy over there who's came out of that coochie over there. That's disgusting. I, I just Well, Kat, we, we're going to move on. Thanks for the moving. warning. Do not watch TLC. It was called Mothers Who Like to What on, what's Milf it called? Manor. Milf Manor. Do All not right. watch Milf TLC. Manor. TLC, you're, you're disgusting. Thanks for the warning. Kat watched it so we don't have to. That's, we lasted 20 minutes, and I said, get this TV off. Woo! All right, today, the cocktail of the week. We're going back to rum. It's the Rum Fizz. Now, originally, fizzes used to be what? Gin-based. Gin. But this okay. is a rum-based. Uh, fizzes showed up in America between the 1900 and 1940s because all of a sudden you had carbonated beverages. And the hometown of these type of gin fizzes and such was New Orleans, Louisiana. All right. Well, this one's a shaker. So get your shaker filled with ice. It's very easy. It's a shot of rum three-quarter shot of lemon juice and a half shot of simple syrup. That's pretty easy. Shake the shit out of it, pour it in a highball glass filled with ice, and top it with soda water. You know, I know quite a few cocktails have that topping with the topping soda water. What's up fizzy fizz Oh, okay. End. All right. If you're a big fan of rum, you might like it. Cat actually made us one. Is this it? This is it. Ooh, we have the rum fizz on set here on the back porch, and it is cold as tits out here today, but we like it. February, it is on. I need some alcohol. That's pretty good. That's that's a good one. Mm. I like it. It's kind of a lemony, refreshing but it's rum not, drink. Ugh, it is, yeah, it's isn't right. I, I think it's that simple syrup. I think it's the soda water that dulled that the juicy down. Maybe. It's pretty good. Like I said, if you're a big fan of rum, and we are, yes. give the rum fizz a try. Thank you, Cap. Sure thing. All right. Today we were bumpered in 
by one of band one of the bands I've been listening to forever. They called it Judy Bats. You go, what did he say? Judy the Bats. Judy Bats. Formed in 1987 from Knoxville, Tennessee. This is another band. You know, we've mentioned 120 minutes when MTV didn't suck. It was a late night show. We mentioned it 100 years back in our day. When it, it was, was a great road show. Rules and whatever. You, you chat. They the showed these bands that were like, I call them like college radio darlings yeah. you never heard of. And I saw this song, uh, saw this video for Native Son, and I'm like, who the hell is this? The Judy Bats. I went to the, to the record store because back in our day we had record stores. And I bought the Judy Bat CD, and uh, because back in our day we bought CDs, and I listened to it and I liked it. And then the next CD they put out was "Down in the Shacks Where the Satellite Dishes Grow," and I listened to it. You can feel that, no- and I that, liked it. That Knoxville, Tennessee sound. No, nope, nothing to do with that. And well, the next, <laughs> next two I CD get, CDs. I get that vibe from it. Full, empty, pain makes you beautiful. Two more, two more so- albums with great songs on it. In my opinion, I mean the Judy Bats again, college radio stars, and that was about it. They they did the light late night show run right. for a while. Right. Really didn't get anywhere. Um, they have a song called "Woman in the Garden," which, which reminds me of this nice old lady who lived across the street when we were kids. We'd go over there, and she'd give us, like, little Snickers bars or something. Woman in the Garden's awesome. Um, I like so many of their songs. Today we were bumpered in with a song called Our Story, which is great. Uh, Being Simple's good. Wasting Time, I love that song. My Dead Friend, maybe we'll play that at my funeral. That's a freaking awesome song. Jeff Heiskell, uh, if, if that's how you say his name, Heiskell, he can write and sing a great song. The Judy Bats are history. They're all like selling real estate now. They just kind of pieced out. I think a couple of them, Jeff and some of the guys, still get together and do stuff. Um, I saw the Judy Bats. I saw them here in Richmond one time. I saw them. I went down to Charlottesville, right west of here, and saw them. I still listen to the Judy Bats, and I always will. Um, check them out wherever you get your music. We want to thank everybody for listening. We will see y'all down the road. See ya. You know, I loved you like gangbusters. Now I watch you fall. Twisting, turning, growing.